Welcome to Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad that you're joining us today. If you haven't already done so, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button. You may want to hit that notification bell as well. Uh, we come to you live at noon on Wednesdays, and then it's uh, posted after that. You can listen to it on most popular podcast platforms. We took a couple of weeks off during the holidays. We're glad to be back today. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you had great uh, holiday celebrations with friends and family. Uh, but we're glad to get started here in the new year 2024. Uh, each week on the podcast, we take some time to uh, review the message from the previous week at Lakeshore Christian Church, and uh, then we preview the message that's coming up and look at some activities, announcements of things that are coming up uh, in the near future here. Uh, we finished up this past Sunday a series that we were doing uh, for the Christmas series called Holy Moments. In this series, we looked at the Christmas story again with the idea of those holy moments of decision that people have to make that God can use for amazing things. In fact, one of the themes of the whole series was don't ever underestimate, uh, don't ever take lightly just how much God can use one holy moment of decision in our lives to do great things. We also know, want to think of the other side of that, and that is we need to realize just how Satan can use one bad decision for a lot of hard things, a lot of bad things in people's lives. So decisions are important. And it's a holy moment when we think of living life as worship, then every moment of decision can become a holy moment. Uh, we started the series by looking at Joseph uh, making that decision to take Mary to be his wife after he found out she was expecting. Uh, and we talked about how when it's hard to obey, that's a very holy moment of decision for us uh, when it's hard to do the right thing, but you choose to do it anyway. The next week we looked at that moment of surrender where Mary surrendered herself to God and God's call when the angel told her that God had selected her to be the one that would be uh, giving birth to this holy child, Jesus, when he came. So she surrendered her whole life to God and let God use her in great ways. Then we talked about how the shepherds had a holy moment of decision when the angel appeared to them, told them about the baby that was born in Bethlehem and they could find him uh, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger they made the decision to immediately respond and go to Bethlehem, and they were able to be eyewitnesses uh, to this birth of the Messiah, the Savior, that they had heard about their whole lives. So they didn't hesitate, uh, because if we hesitate in those holy moments of decision, we can miss the big thing that God was wanting to do in us and through us. And then we talked about the power of a memory, how Mary pondered these things in her heart. She treasured them up in her heart, how those memories can serve as holy moments too. When we have that memory of God's faithfulness, of God's work, of God's provision, it can empower us to be obedient to God in the future. So we're so thankful for those good memories of God's faithfulness. Last Sunday, we finished up the series talking about how a baby changes everything. Anytime a baby is born into a family, it truly changes that family in every way you can imagine. Uh, and some things are very challenging in the changes. Some things are real amazing blessings that you get to enjoy. But it's certainly about changing things. And the birth of this baby, Jesus, has changed everything. We talked about three particular areas this past Sunday. And again, if you missed any in this series, you could go back to our YouTube channel and catch any of these messages. Uh, and we want you to to take time to uh, email us or call us if you have any questions or need uh, any more follow-up with us. We'd be happy to do that. 
But uh, this baby, we talked about three things, changed the rules for life. Uh, Mary in Luke 1, verse 46 to 55, she has this, this uh, crying of praise, a song of praise to God when she realizes what God's doing in her life, how God's blessing her. And in talking about the birth of this baby, she talked about how this one that was coming was doing something that would change everything. He says he's, in verse 52, he has brought down, uh, Mary cries out, he's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. He's flipped everything upside down in this kingdom that he came to usher in when he was born in Bethlehem. Uh, in the worldly kingdoms, we always think about the rich and the powerful and the influential and how they have all the influence and all the power and, and they rule the world, so to speak. But in the kingdom of God, it's flipped upside down. The God lifts up those that are humble. In fact, Jesus taught us that the least among us would be the greatest and the greatest would be humbled and the greatest needed to humble themselves to become servants. So this is an upside-down kingdom that Jesus came to bring. So the rules are changed. Everything's been turned upside down, lifting up the lowly, confronting the powerful, bringing mercy and kindness to all, even those who feel like they may not deserve it. So through Jesus, God began a revolution of love and of compassion, of an upside-down kingdom. And that kingdom is manifested today through the church. The church should be that, that kingdom representation of God's kingdom on earth. So we're... we're so thankful that at Lakeshore we are part of that kingdom as all churches are and we get to experience how God blesses and lifts up even the lowly and the humble. Well we talked about the second thing which was this baby also changes us personally. He changes our hearts. He changes our priorities. Uh, what was important to us before coming to know Jesus may lose some of its luster. It's not that it doesn't matter anymore that it's not important but it's just that new things matter more. Uh, the kingdom of God, the eternal things of God, begin to matter more. We start thinking of things with an eternal perspective that we didn't have before when we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I love what Paul said about the newness we have in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 17. He says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God has given us an amazing new life in Christ. It's in Christ that we are made new. I know we just celebrated a new year, and there's nothing wrong with taking the new year as a time of reflection. As we finish up one year, we enter into the new year. But let's be honest. Let's be truthful about it. Just because it's January the 1st, it doesn't really change anything. If you had bills to pay before January 1st, you've got bills to pay after January the 1st. If you've got sickness and disease that you're dealing with, it doesn't just disappear because January the 1st comes around. It is a new year the way we measure time, but it's not new in the sense of making us new or making our circumstances new. What makes us new is Christ. He, he forgives the past. He, he washes us clean. He makes us new in Him. 
And we have a new presence and a new power and a new provision for life in Christ that we don't have without him. And so we can live a new life with that presence of Christ, with the presence of the Spirit, with the provision of God. His faithfulness will be there for us. So we can live life moving forward as ambassadors for Christ. We have a new assignment, which is to represent him to the world. And then we talked about, finally, how the baby changes the rules and he changes us, but he also changes the world. He brought hope to a world that was desperately needing hope. At the time in history when Jesus was born, uh, the Jews were losing hope. They felt like they were being oppressed by Rome and they wanted to be delivered from that oppression. They wanted to be their, their own uh, people again, uh, have their own land, their own government, their own rule uh, of authority. And they didn't have that. And they were longing for this Messiah that they felt like would come and deliver them and establish them again as the people of God. Jesus came to do so much more than that. He didn't come just for the Jews. He came for all of us. And he established this new kingdom with new rules. And it's a new kingdom where, again, we all are lifted up and valued as children of God in this new kingdom through Christ. So this historic event of the birth of Jesus that holy moment of his birth really changes the world by bringing hope to the world, no matter what it is we're facing. We don't face it alone. We face it with the love and the care and the provision of God through Christ. So I'm thankful that we could celebrate uh, Christmas and New Year's. What a great time for families, uh, for get-togethers, for friends. Uh, but it's also a hard time for some people because some people have lost during that time. They've suffered loss and they were thinking about that or they maybe had illness during the holidays or, or they're battling some, uh, some hard uh, illness that they're dealing with. Uh, that's an ongoing long-term thing. For them, sometimes the holidays aren't so uh, the greatest time of the year uh, because it just brings up what they don't have. It reminds them of loss that they've experienced or suffering that they're going through. But for all of you that feel that way, too, I want you to know that Christ came for you. And that's why we should still celebrate Christmas and look forward to the new year in Christ. It's because he's there for you. He sees you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He knows the details of your life. And he came as the wonderful counselor, it says in Isaiah 9. He would call wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He wants to be that for you and for me. Well, I'm thankful we got to wrap up that series, but I'm also excited about the next series. We're going to start this coming Sunday is the first Sunday in the new year, and we're going to start a brand new series called When Less is More. Uh, I know that sounds contradictory, that you could have less, but it ends up being more. But I felt like as we entered into the new year, I know I struggle with this. I see people as a pastor. I see people all the time that struggle with this. We fill our lives so full of activity that we miss out on some of the deeper more meaningful things in life we're just so busy we're just running from one thing to the next uh, if you're raising children especially you've got kids and they're involved in all these activities too but but no matter what situation you're in in life what stage you are in in life it's easy for us to fill our lives with the things that the world tells us we need to fill our lives with and sometimes even if they're not bad things they keep us from the best things and so this whole series is going to be talking about when less is more, when maybe we, we cut out some things, maybe we, we trim out some things from our schedule so that we can give more time, more energy, more focus 
to the things that really matter. We're going to kick it off this Sunday with a message I'm calling Simple But Not Easy. And it's based on some teaching Jesus gave us in the Sermon on the Mount. In fact, it's toward the very end of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, where he talks about, he uses this as illustration, uh, a very short parable of someone building a house and how some people will build their house on the rock and it'll stand up against the storms. And some people build their house on the shifting sand. And when the storms come, the house will collapse. The whole idea of what Jesus is teaching there is we need to be careful what foundation we build on in our lives. Some things look good, but they're so shaky, they're so temporary, that when storms come in our lives, if that's the foundation we're standing on, it's going to crumble underneath us. Uh, And all of us are going to face some storms. And when those storms come, it really does reveal the foundation we've been building on. Is it the solid rock? Now, what Jesus says as a solid rock is this. It's not just his teachings. It's obedience to his teaching. When we build our lives on obeying the teachings of Jesus Christ, that establishes a firm foundation for us that gives us the strength we need to go through the storms of life. Remember, Jesus said, in this world, we will have trouble. There'll be storms. There'll be challenges. So we need a good, solid, firm foundation that we build our lives on so that we can stand up and not only survive the storms, but actually thrive through the storms. I hope you'll join us this Sunday. We have services at our Antioch campus at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Then we have a service at our Smyrna campus at 10 a.m. We live stream our services every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We hope you can tune in there. If you can't be with us in person, at least connect with us online. We'd love for you to do that. But if you're in the area, uh, you can come to either of those services. They're all the same. And uh, we have the same message. So we hope that you can be there and join us in person. Before we go today, I want to remind you of a few things we have going on here at Lakeshore. Just an update real quick. Uh, This coming Friday, we've got a group of our senior hires that are going to the Tennessee Christian Teen Convention. It's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We've got a large group traveling there and sponsors going with them. Uh, There'll be churches from all over the area that are bringing their uh, teenagers to that conference. We want you to be lifting them up in prayer. God can use this in some powerful ways in the lives of those young people that will be attending. We also have scheduled our next baby dedication here at Lakeshore. It'll be at both campuses on Sunday, January the 21st. Uh, If you've recently had an addition to your family, we want to join with you in dedicating yourselves and your child to God. So if you uh, want to be part of that, have your child dedicated, please make sure you sign up online at our website, lakeshorechristian.com, or at the kiosk in the lobby of either campus. We also have our next welcome lunch scheduled. It's for uh, those that might be new to Lakeshore. If you haven't attended one of these yet, it'll be Sunday, February the 4th. It'll be immediately after the 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus and immediately after the 11 o'clock service at the Antioch campus. Again, it's free, but you need to sign up for it in advance so that we can plan for how many we're going to have there. We're also collecting uh, winter items for those that might be experiencing homelessness. So if you want to bring hats, scarves, gloves, hand warmers, things like that. You can bring them and donate them at the Antioch campus. Something else is exciting. We're going to kick off this coming Sunday too. All year long this year as a church, we'll be celebrating 50 years as a church. So we're kicking off that celebration this Sunday. It will be leading up to a great big celebration on November the 17th this year. That's the actual anniversary of the incorporation of the church. But we want to celebrate 50 years 
all year long. So we hope you can come and be a part of that. Everybody that's made, had a part in helping us from the very beginning of Lakeshore Christian Church all the way through all of those 50 years, we want to celebrate together what God has done and is continuing to do at Lakeshore Christian Church as we continue to connect, grow, and serve together. Thanks for joining us today.